Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome back. So I am losing my mind right now. I... I have like mentioned that I had literally like a dream board moment thing happen. And that is this interview. I started this show a couple of years ago because I listened to her podcast, because she inspired me to keep going. And I am freaking out that this is happening. I am freaking out. I have the host of the Empower Her podcast, founder of She Goes Company, which is a podcast launching company. And I'm just like, I've learned so much about podcasting from this woman. I am so excited. I have the Keisha Fitzgerald. I am freaking out. So for anyone who somehow doesn't know who you are from all the times that I've talked about you or all of the things, who are you? Tell me all of the fun things. I'm I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Cassie, I wish I could like jump through my computer and just squeeze oh, you. You're so sweet. Thank you. My heart your- would explode. My heart would actually <laughs> explode, I think. I can't wait till that happens in real life. But thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and excited to be here with you today. Um, so for those of you that I don't know, my name is Keisha Fitzgerald. Um, I currently live in Austin, Texas with my fiance, Sina, and our little dog, Lizzie. And um, yeah, I'm a podcaster. I'm a big life enthusiast. I over see a company. I love helping women launch, grow, scale podcasts. We're actually moving into the event space, which I'm super pumped about. And I'm just a really passionate person who wants to remind you that you're ridiculously capable and you're the only thing that's standing in your way. So I'm ready to like talk about all the things, let a little fire into people's booty today. Like I'm honored to be here. Thank you again so much for having me. And that's exactly what we need. I I do try to emulate a lot of that for people because I get that from you. And I'll like hear something and be so inspired and just like hype up. Like she is your best hype man, stranger on the internet that you're ever going to find. You need a cheerleader. You need a pep up. You need this. Uh, So I know a little bit about your story, how you were in network marketing and then you moved into your own business. What was that kind of pivot shape like I talk a lot on my show about making that pivot and that's a big pivot from where you were in that company to starting something new can you share a little bit on that yeah for sure so I feel like a lot of listeners will probably be able to connect with this like gut feeling that something's off or you want something more or something more in alignment and you don't really know what it is which is kind of even how I got into the entrepreneurial space like I, I did the thing I went to college. I got my corporate job. I started working my way up the corporate ladder. And because we become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group, so many of my girlfriends, my now fiance was doing the same thing. It was like, this is just what we did. Like we followed these steps and there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't aligned for me. And I knew that like viscerally in my body, like it was almost like this uncomfortable gut feeling that I tried to like shove down and almost wish away because I was like, what's wrong with me? Like on paper, everything made sense. And I actually don't have one of those, you know, back against the wall, had to make it work type of stories. Although those are so inspiring. Mine was everything on paper made sense. And I still wanted something that was more in alignment. So I felt kind of crazy. I was like, what, like, why can't I figure this out? Um, 
but I decided I'll start something on the side to see if I could just get more fulfillment in my life and try and figure out like what it is that I wanted to do, which, um, like you mentioned, Cassie, I started a network marketing business, which was back in January of tw- or 2014, January. So a long time ago, I started that business on the side with the intention of, you know, having more fulfillment and making an impact and seeing something else that could add another stream of fulfillment into my life while working a full-time corporate job. Turns out I really loved it. And um, we moved from the greater Seattle area to New York City for my fiance to go to NYU Dental. I got a job at Google and was working before and after work, like just, you know, trying to make it work, fitting it into my life. And I just was really passionate about the process rather than what the process could produce, which in turn helped me grow a business that grew by $100,000 a year, um, which was wild because I had no intention of that getting into it. But, you know, I was really passionate about it. I was really passionate about the people that I wanted to serve. And I think what worked really well for me is I didn't try and pretend like my ish was all together. Like I pulled back the curtain. I was really transparent. And uh, I think a lot of times we struggle with these like perfectionist tendencies because we're trying to pretend like we know what we're doing and really like people don't connect with perfect. Right. Um, so that business grew. I got a lot of opportunities to speak. I had a lot of cool accolades and got to do cool stuff, but you know, eventually that gut feeling came up again. That was like, this doesn't feel aligned. And it was actually more difficult. Like, and I love that you talk about, you know, with your community about making pivots and these changes, because it was actually really difficult to go from something that was so good by a lot of other people's standards. Great. Where I knew what I was doing and I had lots of cool opportunities and I was making great money, but I just felt like it no longer was aligned anymore. And I didn't know what to do because I was in a situation where I was financially supporting both of us, both my fiance and I, as he was getting into dentistry and it was making a good amount of money, just being really honest. Like Cassie, I feel like we're like friends. I'm just like being really honest with you about it. Yeah, Like I've definitely had jobs where I was making really, really good money. And I had all that was fancy health insurance benefits. And when I told them that I was leaving to go do this like random job in Alaska, they were like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard you say in your life. Thriving now because I made that decision, but it is so hard when like everything is, well, this is great. I'm making this life is good. Why would I want to change that? And pushing yourself to change that is terrifying. It was a terrifying moment. Well, and it's interesting because we talk a lot about like, you know, comparison of comparing ourselves to other people, but I actually, for, I really look at other people as like proof of what's possible. So I don't struggle a ton with comparison to other people. What I struggle with and work through constantly is comparison to myself from a different version of myself in a prior season when the circumstances were different, right? So like to go from something where like, you feel like you know what you're doing, you're like, you're crushing it. And then to say, wait a second, I wanna start something completely new that I'm gonna suck at because you don't get to skip that beginning stage where you suck and then you put your reps in and then you, you get a little better. And then if you keep going, you get good. And if you really love it and you decide to fall in love with like the art of it, you can actually get great at something. but. Um, when I made that transition straight out the gates, I started a podcast and everything I've done was on the side, right? So for the women that are listening into this, that are just like, Oh, I've got this gut feeling that I want to try this thing, or I've got this idea. It's like, why don't you just entertain the idea of trying it on the side? It's so low risk. It's like, you see a lot of this, like jump and the net will appear and like quit your job and do all this stuff. I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. I've never done anything like that. Everything has been on the side try it out. I either love it 
and I keep going. I hate it. I stop doing it or I love it. And I suck at it, which is most of the time love it. And I suck at it, but I still love it so much that I'm willing to put my reps in to get better. And, um, yeah, so I started my podcast in 2018, end of November and committed to just pulling back the curtain and being really transparent, building a come with me. Let's figure this out together. Not a look at me. I've got this all figured out type of podcast. I didn't struggle with a lot of the imposter syndrome because I wasn't faking it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I feel lost. So let me go find someone who wrote a book about this. I'll bring them on my podcast and I'll ask them all the questions that I want to know, but also that my community wants to know. And um, as that podcast started to grow, I just listened to the community. I was like, what do you, what do you guys want from me? You know, uh, I started my company in January of 2020, which was supposed to be an events company. And then life <laughs> threw a curveball. That, that little <laughs> pandemic thing, you know, events. <laughs> who who does those? I, I know, right? Um, and then from there, you know, a lot of people were like, Keisha, I want to start a podcast. Like you, I was like, I've done that. I could probably teach you how to do that. And then a lot of people came to me. I want to monetize. I want to grow. I want to scale. I want to do X, Y, Z. So I've kind of just been like, following my own intuition, trying to be as transparent as I can about the process along the way and not shoving down that feeling. Because I just think if you're gifted some sort of like vision for your life or goal that's placed on your heart, it's because you're supposed to be the person that makes it happen. You just have to get out of your own damn way and like do it. That part is tough. Easier said than done looking backwards, but I don't want to get to the end of my TBD amount of days here and be like, I wonder what would have happened if I would have done it. I'd rather be like, I showed up. I tried. I like made the most out of it, you know? Exactly. Like I just, I try a lot of things and I suck and I tried some different things, but it's so important that we do see that it's kind of all or nothing mentality. Like, oh, you have a job that you hate. Well, I'm just going to quit that and start this other thing and just throw all of it to the wind. Like I at least had a safety net when I left my fancy job, but we see that like in online culture, like, oh, I quit my job and then I made a hundred thousand dollars today, but uh, I just did it and nothing bad happened along the way. And that's always been something that has really pulled me to your content. It's like, wow, she starts something new and it's, she's having a really bad day, but she's still going, she's still doing it. And I've, I definitely, I tried that all the time in my life. And since you are now with the fancy new podcast and events company, (laughs) you are running that now with your soon to be husband and your best friend. And I, I sometimes think about the idea of my husband and I working together. And then, uh, I realized that divorce would be really, really cheap for that price. (laughs) How, how does it working with people that you're like that close to, how did that sort of happen? Did the three of you just be like, this is definitely what we're going to do. Or did you just ease into it? Or did you just be like, I want to see you every day. No more dentistry, sir. I want to hang out with you all day. So I love this. Um, so for a little context for people that don't know, um, my fiance became a dentist and, um, he realized that it wasn't aligned for him. And what's interesting is we're big proponents of you have to try something in a couple of different environments to see if it's a good fit for you. I'm not a big proponent of like, try it and then say, and then completely rule it out. Like you think of people that are maybe even listening into this that are teachers. Maybe you don't like teaching the classroom that you're teaching like that age range. But if you go try on a different type of environment, you might actually really love it. Or maybe you're supposed to be teaching, but you're supposed to be doing it in the online space. It's like, rather than ruling out the career path, rule out the environment that's not conducive or supportive for you. So we were living in San Diego. He was a dentist and he 
pretty early on was like, crap, like, I don't know if this is actually aligned for me, which was really interesting because we had obviously put him through dental school and all of that. Um, but we moved to Austin from San Diego and he tried out a different environment, which was, um, more of like a family practice. It was the best possible situation he could be in great opportunity. And that feeling still kept coming up for him that it wasn't aligned. So we knew, um, Cena has always, my fiance, Cena has always helped with the back end of stuff for me. Um, he's always been, we say it like, I'm like the wow. And he's like the how, like, I'm like, this is what we want to do. Wow. Let's get excited. And he's like, okay, how are we going to do it? Um, he does that in every aspect of our life. We've been together for 13 years. He's been like that for forever. I can't remember him ever not being like that. And, um, which is beautiful. It's and it's so handy. Very, That's it's so, so handy. handy. <laughs> It's very convenient. He is like a data structure and I'm like a big visionary. So anyway, that being said, um, we actually knew straight out the gates that it wasn't going to work well for him as a, for anyone that knows Enneagram, uh, I'm an Enneagram seven enthusiast and he is an Enneagram three achiever. So he's very goal focused, a goal focused, structured person behind a really enthusiastic all over the place. Seven in business would actually be really bad. We work well together as teammates and we work well interfacing with each other, but we actually realized right after he left dentistry that there was no way that him being behind the business and growing that together was going to work for us long-term. So we asked him a question that I ask myself. And I always ask my community is like, if nothing was off limits, what would you do? Because so often we say, we don't know what we want, but in reality, we're just scared to say what we want, because maybe if we call our shot, we're actually going to have to back it up with action. But if, if Oprah was going to, you know, fund your dream, I'm sure you could probably come up with something. If she said you've 30 seconds to figure out what you want to do. And, um, when we asked, you know, that question, he was interested in real estate investment. And this has always been something that he was interested in. So we knew that he could support the back end of the business, but also he could start to figure out how to build his own career, which is really important. I think for anyone listening into this, if you have an idea on your heart, sometimes we keep it close to ourselves because we think we want to figure out all the details and then put it out into the world. But in reality, Cena knew nothing about real estate investment. He didn't have his license. We didn't know who we knew, but once we called our shot, like once he said, this is what I'm interested in, we could talk about it publicly. We got connected to so many beautiful people. Um, we did inventory on our own, like just who we knew, like who are the people that could potentially know something about this or that could be connections that could help support us that he could work with, that he could interact with. And we, if we hold our dreams too close to us or the things that we're really excited about, and we don't say it out loud, nobody can support you. And, um, that was a huge thing for us. So that's, so Cena is still involved with the business and always will be, and will always be co-creating, but I'm also even going to step into some of this real estate with, uh, stuff with him too. Cause I'm starting to find this passion. Um, and then Jackie, my best friend, we both did the network marketing business together back in the day. She got the same feeling that she didn't want to be doing it anymore. And I am definitely a visionary and she is more of an integrator. She is detailed structure organization a lot of the same skills that Cena has, but in a girl form. <laughs> and um, we've been Excellent. best friends for 15 years and we've worked together really well. She wants to be like the MC and I want to be on the stage. She wants to make sure the lights and everything work together. And I want the lights in my eye. Like we've just been like that for so long that I wasn't actually nervous about us working together because there's no one on the planet that I trust more than those two. And they're in my business. So I know they're going to take care of people the way that I want to take care of people. I know they're going to advocate for me the way that I need advocated for. And the three of our brains are so ridiculously different, but together is like this super 
brain. Um, so of course there was hesitations and nerve, you know, nerves to it, but it's one of the most beautiful gifts. That's such a motivator for me is like, I literally get to employ my best friend on the planet. Like the person I would have picked handpicked to be like a sister to me. And I get to pay for her to, to live her life. And she gets to work. Like we get to work together. Like it's the best, you know, that is literally the dream. That is the dream. And it's just so exciting. And I, I just love that. And just, you know, long-term friendships turning into something this awesome and shout out to Jackie. She's awesome. She made this happen. Infinite, infinite claps for Jackie making this experience (laughs) happen for me. Um, So what do you wish you knew today about business that you wish you did on like day one? Yeah. So it's funny because I, I'm glad that I was so naive when I started because it gave me this eagerness and what I didn't know didn't hold me back. Cause you know what happens? Like when you get interested in something and this has happened with us with real estate, even where like you start to recognize how much you don't know. As soon as you start peeling the layers back, you're like, Oh, or like you're renovating your house. And all of a sudden you, you start working on like one room and then it's like, ah, you don't even know. Like, how did this turn into this big thing? So I'm actually really happy that I didn't know very much and that I didn't grow up with entrepreneurs like paving the way for me or that I didn't really, I I didn't have someone like kind of telling me exactly step-by-step what to do so I could just kind of figure it out on my own. The only thing that I would say to a prior version of me that would have been helpful to really step into is to fully be more me. There was a part of me that I think wanted to water myself down to try and think that maybe more people would connect with me or that I wouldn't offend people. And truth of the matter is like, I am so freaking right for some people to the point that I'm like, we are like best friend. Like I got you and I am so wrong for others. And I don't, I don't ever like, nobody likes lukewarm. Nobody connects with lukewarm. I'm just, I'm not that type of person. Like you, you know, I was in the room and you either loved it or you're like, ah, that girl is too much for me. And I think I would tell anyone that. It's like your personality is actually your gift to the world. And if you're, for example, obviously I'm not an introvert, but if you are painful, painful (laughs) introvert, oh yeah. Like podcasting is my social experience because I'm, I'm at home in my own house, (laughs) thousands of miles away from other humans. (laughs) So I'm excellent at this. Yeah. Which is great. Cause it's like, What's so cool is I have this like firm belief that such like a fire in me to take action and and keep evolving in life is I just believe that everyone is a testimony of what's possible for someone else that needs to see you in your exact situation and circumstances. And so for me to be a little bit like all over the place and this like kind of big personality and I'm like trying to normalize changing your mind and I'm a little bit scattered. It's like, hey, you could do it this way because I'm living, breathing proof of it. Just how someone can look at you, Cassie, and be like, she is introverted and she is crushing it at podcasting because she gets to wear no pants in her house. Like, I don't, I know you've got a cute top on, but I don't even know. I got, I got yoga pants. They'd be, they'd be like capri (laughs) yoga pants and some pizza socks. Yeah. (laughs) But like people need to know that it's possible for them to wear pizza socks and crush it at podcasting because they can see someone else that's like, Hey, I'm an introvert and I'm still crushing it. And I think it's like, I would just tell anyone to say like your fully expressed version of you, not trying to be something that you're not. You don't have to try and be like me or be like you, Cassie, to be successful in whatever it is. They have to be like them, right? Your your two kids and your social anxiety and everything, like 
please, if you have a podcast idea in your heart, go launch it because someone needs to say this girl gets it because she also has two kids and social anxiety. Cause they're going to look at me and they're gonna be like, she doesn't have two kids and she doesn't have social anxiety. So she doesn't get me. Right. So like all of us are just, you know, testimonies of what's possible for other people. And that is such a freaking driver for me that I honestly don't even remember what your question was, but I just like feel that in my body. I mean, it, it kind of does tie in. So I was going to ask you what you would have asked, would have told yourself when you were 18. And I'm pretty sure it would be just that because there's, there's no better version of you than you, like you are it. Nobody else is ever going to be a better version. Like people can inspire the crap out of you and that's great, but just put your own spin on it. Just do your own thing. Uh, when you're showing up and just, and just show up, there's really, it seems scary and risky, but like, what is the worst that happens? Like nothing, literally nothing. Like, oh, you tried and you're in the same position. Oh, whoops, whoops, yeah. nothing, literally nothing happened. Well, and you don't get to the end of your TV amount of days here and say, I wonder what would have happened or regret. Like I am so much more afraid of regret than I am of failure. Like I, I actually need to fail in order yeah. to have the feedback to approach things differently. I actually- my dad always asked me like, Keish, when are you writing your book? And I'm like, dad, I have not failed enough yet. Like, give me some more time. Like I need to do some more major face plots. Like I need to like really just fail to get all of that juicy content. Otherwise my book's not going to be as juicy. Right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not Life buying is- a book from someone that's like, everything was handed to me on a silver platter and it all went really well. Like I want to hear about the juice. So I'm building the juice right now. <laughs> Life-, Life is a lot of failures, but it's always an educational experience. Because if you failed something, you learn something. Unless you choose to repeat the exact same thing over and over again, then that's your own fault. You could just change things. So what are you most looking forward to for the rest of this year? I will have all of your info in the show notes and things, but like, how can people connect, work with you, come to events, just obsessively be in love with you too? You're so sweet. Um, So one thing that I'm really into right now is making sure that I'm always going back to the basics of labeling the space between where I am now and where I want to go with something that actually serves me. So, you know, all of us have, I think a lot of women that probably listen into this podcast have big dreams and goals and all the things and could answer that question of like, what am I looking forward to this year? And I'll definitely answer that. But it's also like reminding yourself, there's always going to be a distance between where you are now and where you want to go. And, and choosing to label that as exciting rather than overwhelming and choosing to look at that as like qualification period so you can handle what's coming next. Because a lot of times, especially living in this like instant gratification, Amazon Prime culture, it's like we want things right now. We want to get to that goal. We want to get to that vision that we have, you know, for the, this year, we want to get it as quickly as possible. But sometimes we can't actually handle it yet because we don't have the habits and the skills and the confidence and everything that we build in pursuit along the way. So I'm reminding myself that every single stage is serving me that I don't want to ever rush through the season that I'm in to get to that next thing. Because right now in our personal life, like I have so much going on right now in terms of growing this company and um, planning our wedding, which is in, you know, from the time that we're recording this, we're six weeks out from our wedding. And <laughs> Thank you. After 13 years together. And it's so cute. It's so planning. cute, y'all. Watch yeah. all of the cute videos. They are adorable. <laughs> You're so sweet. You know, like planning all the things. We're also, 
you know, planning, obviously our honeymoon, we've got bachelor, bachelorette parties. We've got big things that are coming up. We're closing on our, we're trying to find a house to live in that we're moving into a couple of weeks after the wedding in a new state. We're moving from Austin to Denver. And Denver's like, great. Denver's yeah. great. I've lived in both Austin and Denver now. So yeah. Denver is I, great. I love that. Yeah. We're really excited. So it's like, I'm so excited about all of the things that are happening. And I'm very excited about my constant focus of putting the day that I have in front of me as the highest priority of being present where my feet are to soak this up. Every little thing, I'm just like soaking it up. I'm like we only have a few more Mondays before we're getting married and we're doing this. Like, it's like, let's soak it up. Let's every, you know, every single little nugget along the way. So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about the event. Um, when I started she goes company in January of 2020. Like I said, it was supposed to be an events company. I've always wanted to get women together in person. I think there's so much power in community in person. And I've created a lot of programs and things to put people together virtually, but there's just nothing. Like my heart is so pulled to the in-person. Uh, I love speaking on a stage. I love hugging people in real life. So we're planning our first event, which will be in Scottsdale, Arizona, October 21st, 22nd, 23rd weekend. It's going to be a personal development focused event of like helping you gain self-awareness and talking about mindset related things and exposing you to a lot of different ways to help you like level up in your life, your career, your business, your relationships, whatever it is that you're working on. And I've never planned an event that's going to be hundreds of women from all across the globe. So I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, but I'm finding the people that can support me. Like we hired an amazing event planner and I'm learning how to work on sponsors and we're about to start selling tickets soon. It's like all of these things are so new. So I'm just like soaking up the newness of it and reminding myself not to say that I don't know what I'm doing. It's just, of course, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done what I'm doing yet. So I'm learning in real time. And I think that's a beautiful reminder to always give to ourselves, right? Is like in pursuit of anything if you can take people along for the ride and you can be more open about it, like that creates this beautiful connective tissue. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with all aspects of my life, right? I'm like, let's normalize change. Let's normalize transparency and let's have some freaking fun in pursuit of all of the goals. Cause I don't want to get where I want to go. Look back at the path that I took towards getting there and be like, meh, like that wasn't that fun. That wasn't that yeah. fulfilling. I, I want to like, feel like I soaked it up you know, it's gotta be enjoyable. We have literally one life. Like, yeah. like, like you said, we have right here, right now, we might as well have fun with it. It might as well be a good time. And it's okay to not know everything all the time about everything. That is why we have Google. That is why the internet was invented essentially mm -hmm. to teach you the things or connect you with the people who do know it's okay yeah. to change your mind. It's okay to, stay in a career and then make a change. It's okay to start something and then be like, nah, I'm out. And then not yeah. feel guilty about it. Like you can change your mind. And yeah. that's really like the most important things, change your mind, have fun. And this was this absolutely phenomenal. And I'm so, so thankful that this happened. I'm having an out of body experience, I think, <laughs> but like this really happened. And just, I know how many people you inspire with your show, how many people you're going to inspire just by being here. I'm super excited for October on yeah. this wait list. Um, oh, I'm so excited. And it's just, we're going to like squeeze in real life. Like that's like going to be a thing. It's, it has to be, it has to be like a real thing. I will, I will prepare myself with smelling salts in the event that I pass out. <laughs> it will be great. It will be, I'll bring someone to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to faint. It's going to be fine, but it's going to be super exciting. I love Scottsdale. So I can't wait to see all the people. I will get my introverted self, uh, out in 
the real world. It'll be great, but it will be so worth it. And I'm just so thankful that you hung out with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you for anyone that listened into this episode, take us on Instagram. Obviously I am so passionate about helping podcasters grow and scale, but it's, it's a lot of work. Like, and, and Cassie, if you don't tell them often, like it putting yourself out there on a mic and especially as an introvert and the work that goes into it and security, like if this hits home with you, like tag Cassie, take me, let, let us know okay. if you vibed with this and, um, thank you so much. I appreciate you and all of your support. You're the sweetest person. So thank you. Thank you.